Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot, and the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in Wednesday edition of the program. We've got a lot to get to in the hour. Glad to have you with us. We do this show live each weekday at 11 a.m. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. A couple reminders to open the program today. The Thornton's text line is open. That number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. You can send in questions, comments, whatever you want to talk about with our great guests that are set to join us today. And again, that number 502-414-1450. Thornton's, it's the Summer Bash Cash Bash. Let me get that right. Summer Cash Bash at Thornton's. Each week, one lucky refreshing rewards member will win $10,000 all summer with a grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Simply open your Refreshing Rewards app and click on the Summer Cash Bash icon to enter. And that's not all. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, hot dogs, Bud Light 12-packs, large Doritos, and many more using your Refreshing Rewards card. It's Thornton's Summer Cash Bash, not a Refreshing Rewards member. Real simple to join. All you got to do is text REWARDS, the word REWARDS, to 803 one three today. All right, let's get into the show lineup. A service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Here in just seconds, we've got a ton of big local news to talk about. And there's nobody better to join us to discuss that than Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. He'll be with us here in just a moment on the program presented by Major League Shirt Company. Also, later in the show, it's Tuesday, so Dustin Dopirak of the Bloomington Herald Times will join. We'll talk IU basketball, football, college hoops, and more today. And then later in the hour... Last night, one of these big local topics we're going to talk about today, Jeffersonville approved a new athletic director, and that is going to be Larry Owens. Larry Owens, a great Jeffersonville baseball player back in his day. He went on to have a minor league baseball career, both as a player and as a coach for many years, and most recently locally has been the Belderman baseball coach, and he resigned that position a few weeks back and now has been named the Jeffersonville athletic director. He was approved last night in the Greater Clark School Board meeting, so he's going to join us later in the show today. Jeff Athletics uh, maybe needs a little tender, loving care. Coach Owens, a very experienced guy that can help, I think, provide that for the school and the community, and uh, he's going to join us later in the show today to talk about his new position uh, leading athletics uh, at Jeffersonville High School. That's the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go. 
and curbside service still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Our first guest is with us now, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. This segment with Josh each week brought to you by Major League Shirt Company. They offer custom apparel to meet all of your needs, including T-shirts, uniforms, corporate wear, and promotional items. Let Major League Shirt Company outfit your team or organization today. Visit mlshirtco.com to find out more. Josh, yesterday, a huge news day for us locally. Larry Owens, the new athletic director at Jeff. Greg Walters, the new boys basketball coach at Floyd Central. And Chris McIntyre, the longtime baseball coach at New Albany High School, announced his retirement from coaching. Uh, it's been a whirlwind the last 24 hours or so. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how to rank those. And uh, what is the biggest or most important? But yeah, those are all uh, those are all big big things. Uh, uh, happening going on so it was um you know it, it wasn't a surprise with coach mac you know he, he's he's been there for for uh forever it seems like i guess for to a lot of people but yet you know especially with this group going out this year you know i can i can understand that but you know what a what a great career uh i think he had almost 600 victories so um you know he's in he's in the hall of fame uh he's, he's had had some guys go to the majors, you know. Still has one in there, and Josh Rogers, and uh, who knows, maybe another one in Tucker Biven in uh, a few years. We'll see. But uh, you know, great career for him. And uh, yeah, Larry Owens going to going to Jeff. That's a good hire for Jeff. Uh, you know, best of, best of luck to him. But yeah, he's he's he was at Bellman for several years, like you mentioned. And uh, you know, he, there was a lot of uh, a lot of local players too over there at Bellman. He coached uh, over the years, so you know. Uh, that's good, and then uh, yeah, Greg Walter's getting the getting the Floyd job. Greg uh, Greg has been around for for a while. You know, he's coached at Clarksville and, and Floyd Central and North Harrison. So, you know, he's uh, he's def- definitely familiar with the area, and uh, you know knows knows what he's getting into. So, um, you know, the, the cupboard isn't bare. He's, he's got some some kids back, Caleb Washington and Tevi Ali from last season. So, you know, uh, Todd. Thought didn't leave him, uh, you know, high and dry. So, um, you know, that, that's good. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see uh, what what Greg can do. But you know, he's he's uh, I know Greg. He's a good guy, and uh, you know, best of luck to him. Coach Owens is going to join us later in the hour. Coach Walters will join our Thursday program, and then Coach McIntyre going to be with us on Friday to recap his really legendary career at New Albany High School. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, is my guest. Josh, there's lots more to talk about about each of these big moves locally, and I've hinted at this in previous shows this offseason, but it really seems like the changing of the guard in Southern Indiana sports. There are some big departures. There have been this past year. Uh, you, you go back even you know two, three, four years, some deaths to people uh, that have meant so much to sports for a long time in our area, uh, and it really feels like the last two, three years, and potentially there could be more to come, you know, in the coming year or two of longtime coaches and figures that you know may not have those roles anymore. It does seem like uh, it's kind of a changing of the guard in local sports here. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, you know men's men's college basketball. You know, uh, Coach K retires. Uh, you know, uh, Jay Wright retires. You know, uh, Bayham surely doesn't have that much longer. Although I don't know, can we equate Jim Bayham to Jim Shannon? Uh, that's, you know, those two guys may. Coach forever, I'm not sure, but uh, you know it, it's definitely 
uh, as you said, it's a changing of the guard, and there's a you know there's going to be some 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 new uh, some new faces around here for sure. All right, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, my guest. Josh, want to bring up the News and Tribune Sports Performance Yearly Awards. That is Tuesday night, uh, a big-time event set up for Eastside Christian Church in Jeffersonville. And I've always described it this way. It's the great way, a first-class way to end high school sports the whole calendar year, the whole school year in our area. You guys do a great job organizing the event. It brings together a lot of the top athletes athletes, coaches, and others in the sports realm here locally for a big-time award ceremony where the best of the best will be recognized that evening. Last week, you went through some of the different categories that would be recognized, and you went through some of the finalists as far as athletes go, but the event is almost here. It's just around the corner as well. Yeah, it sneaks right up on you, but uh, with high school sports being o- almost over, we've still got golf. The final, uh, the final sport is golf. Final round uh, going on right now. We've got Silver Creek and uh, Borden's AJ Agnew up there playing in Carmel. So, um, you know that that's the last sport. So, just uh, six days after the end of the high school sports season, we'll have the big award show, and we're real excited. You know, to have them in person this year again. That's that's the big thing. You know, the last couple of years due to COVID, haven't been able to do that. So. Um, you know, that, that's going to be just great to, to have everybody together and to see everybody. And, uh, you know, it's going to be hope, hopefully, uh, uh, a good, a good night. I think it's, I think it, uh, uh, I remember it raining one year, so that made it a little difficult for people to come in. So, but, uh, hopefully that won't happen, but, uh, you know, but we're all inside, so we don't get wet. So that's good. But it's, uh, yeah. Six starts at six. Doors open at five, and then uh, the program starts at six at Eastside Christian Church. And uh, you know, everybody come out and um, you know, dress, wear your wear your tux or your uh, ball gown. Well, you don't have to go. Don't do that. Actually, you don't go that far. I'll wear the tux. You just uh, business casual. That's all, that's all you have to worry about. But now we're we're real excited. And uh, as I said, I think last week we're doing a little roundtable that we're excited about. So. Um, it's just going to be really, uh, really good to, to do this in person again. That's the big thing we're excited about. So everybody hopefully come on out. It's all it's open to the public, free. You know, um, you don't have to have a ticket or anything. So uh, just, just show up and uh, take in the event. All right, a great night to conclude the high school sports season. And, Josh, I'm glad you brought up Silver Creek Golf. And then also you mentioned A.J. Agnew of of Borden. We don't talk a lot of high school golf on the program, but uh, the high school sports year technically isn't over. you still got the golf state finals being played now in central Indiana. Silver Creek, a team representative. And I think they had a pretty good first day. They're back at it again today. Yeah, they were – 12 or 13 shots uh, behind the leader uh, after the first round. And Cody Coleman, a sophomore, he was only one shot off the uh, individual lead. He was even par with a 72, and the leader was uh, one under par. So he's he's in contention there um, you know, for, for a state title, depending on how he plays today and some of the other kids play today. But you know, he could be right there. And then um, Carter Smith, who finished third last year for Silver Creek, he's um, – you know he's still there, and he's he's trying to help him win that state title. Uh, you know it's going to take a big big effort for from Silver Creek as a team today. I think uh, Coach Grasson said he they'd have to shoot probably like a two ninety five or something like that to to have a shot at it. But you know they've they've uh, 
you know, they're capable of that. They just got to put it all together. I don't, uh, personally, I don't know how these kids are doing it in this, uh, this hot weather. Uh, I'm sure they're uh, staying hydrated, but, uh, it's got to be difficult playing in this heat. That's for sure. But, uh, Silver Creek is right there. And, you know, uh, this is the first time they've ever played in the state finals. So, um, uh, just, just, uh, you know, they're not just happy to be there. They want to, they want to win the whole daggone thing. So, you know, we'll, we'll see if they can do that today. And then, you know, AJ, uh, AJ Agnew, he's, he had a rough start yesterday, kind of like he did last year, but he came back strong. I think he shot one under on the back nine. So, you know, we'll see if he can keep that momentum going today. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. Most of the topics, probably all of them that we talk about, you can read in the print edition of the News and Tribune. You can also find stories online at newsandtribune.com slash sports. Josh, thanks for switching up, coming on with us a little earlier today. There were so many big uh, topics locally that have broken over the last 24 or 48 hours that uh, wanted to bring you on and knock some of those out here in the opening segment. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Major League Shirt Company can help if you're looking to raise money for your team or event. Let Major League Shirt Company's online fan stores work for you. You can outfit your fans and raise money with very little effort. Major League even does the sorting. All you have to do is cash the check. Find out more at Major League Shirt Company's website. That's mlshirtco.com. Again, mlshirtco.com. A couple other headlines to touch on here in this opening segment today. Some news from Bloomington yesterday. Trey Galloway, Indiana junior guard, uh, had surgery to repair an injured groin and is going to be out uh, 10 or so weeks here in the offseason. So if you're going to have a procedure like that done, the opportunity to get it done in the offseason, yes, he'll miss on out on some of that conditioning and uh, some of the opportunity to work really hard on your game in these uh, down months. But Trey Galloway uh, did have a procedure yesterday and is expected to miss uh, 10 to 12 weeks. So he's going to miss a great part of the uh, offseason, but not expected to miss any fall practices or any games uh, when the season arrives next year. Also, another name to know on the IU recruiting front, another 2024 player. This guy's a senior, and his name is Rally Burgess. He is from Cincinnati. He plays at Sycamore High School in the Cincinnati area. Six foot ten center. Uh, he's hearing from a number of schools in Indiana now that the contact period uh, has opened. Uh, jumped in on his recruitment. Uh, with him being on campus recently and uh, offering him a scholarship. So the list continues to grow of uh, 24, 25 uh, graduating class players that Indiana is uh, has offered or continues to keep up conversations with. Also, a new event announced for later this summer. Maybe this will help uh, IU basketball fans who are so very excited about the potential uh, for the upcoming season. It's going to be called the Hoosier Basketball Fantasy Experience, and it's going to take place August 18th through the 21st. The event is going to include current and former IU basketball players. Uh, interesting to some people, adults, this is going to include a fantasy camp uh, for adults, I believe, in Assembly Hall and Cook Hall. Also a fantasy golf experience and a women's basketball youth camp. Uh, it's going to be put together by the Mark Cuban Foundation in partnership with the Hoosier Hysterics, which uh, they brought a preseason event much closer to the tip-off of the regular season a year ago to Assembly Hall. So this is kind of an extension of that, it seems. But the Hoosier basketball fantasy experience Experience coming to Bloomington August 18th through the 21st. And good news here for IU, not just for men's basketball, 
But across their athletic department, I'm sure Scott Dolson feels really good about this one. Indiana, one of 13 schools to earn a perfect APR score. APR is the academic progress rate. This goes back to the 2021 season, which is the most recent data available, and it was released yesterday. IU uh, with some big accolades for seeing 13 sports uh, earn perfect APR scores in the world of college sports. Also, a, um, a text into the text line. Uh, seems like every day we are hearing from coaching ch- uh, co- of a coaching change recently. Uh, would love to know if the stresses of being a local coach are greater now when they started and if that had any impact on their decision. It's hard to know specifics. Uh, some of these guys have been around for so many years and had so much success. Uh, maybe it's just time for them to get out. Maybe they want more personal time, more family time, uh, whatever that may be. But I think we'd all be kidding ourselves in our world today if we didn't think that the stresses that coaches have, and athletic directors for that matter, uh, trying to run these programs and coach players and deal with parents and so many things now, and it, it's all become year-round. There's summer basketball going on right now for all the local high school teams. It's not something where you just coach your season and maybe you do a few things in the off season, some weights and conditioning. It's all sports really are year-round to some degree. So I'm sure that all factors in. The one concern that I have, and I'm kind of responding here to the text message we got on the Thornton's text line, you know, when you talk to a lot of the ADs, the guys I communicate with on a regular basis, when jobs come open, whether it's a a big-name sport like basketball or whether it's a lesser sport that maybe doesn't get the attention or credit it deserves, uh, oftentimes there aren't the applicant pools that they used to get or that maybe you would expect uh, based on the historical success of some of these programs. So with Coach Mack leaving New Albany Baseball and uh, with some other changes that have happened in the off season, it's just kind of interesting to see who gets the jobs and what the applicant pools are like if you're able to find that sort of information out. But definitely a change I sense uh, and have sensed this now for a number of seasons in our local area. We've had some legendary figures, whether they be on the court, off the court, that are no longer with us. We've had some legendary coaches that have stepped down, guys that have had great success uh, step away and, and announce their retirements. And that was another big, I think, blow to the local sports scene when Chris McIntyre, who's done an outstanding job at New Albany, a member of the Indiana High School Baseball Coaches Association Hall of Fame, uh, when he announced his retirement from high school baseball earlier this week. That's uh, our first segment. We'll head to a commercial break. When we come back, Dustin Dopirak of the Bloomington Herald Times will join the program. And uh, then still ahead, Larry Owens, the new athletic director at Jeffersonville High School, is going to be with us to talk about his new position. Coach Owens, a baseball standout years ago at Jeffersonville. He's been so involved in baseball now professionally for many years and taking his talents to his uh, his roots back to Jeffersonville High School. We'll talk with him about that a little bit later in the hour. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, I- Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison.
And we're back on this Wednesday program. Dustin Dopirak, the Bloomington Herald Times, with us. Don't forget the Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Dustin, welcome into the show. A lot to get to today, and I'm amazed. Uh, every morning, it seems, a new name, a new scholarship offer, a new prospect that Indiana is tracking, and uh, Raleigh Burgess from over in Cincinnati, Ohio, at Sycamore High School, a member of the class of 2024. A center is the latest to receive a scholarship offer for Mike Woodson and the Hoosiers after a recent campus visit to Bloomington. Yeah, no, obviously they are, uh, you know, just casting the net pretty wide here at this point, which makes a lot of sense. Um, you're just sort of just figuring out what all it is that they want, what all it is that they're interested in. You don't know too much about this guy at this point, uh, myself, but, um, know that, uh, you know, they're obviously just trying to get pieces for, you know, for, and, and for just about every position. I mean, it just seems like there's, there's not necessarily when you're getting into the 20, 2024 and 2025 classes, you're just trying to go, go compile as much talent, uh, as you can, not knowing exactly what's going to be gone and what's going to be back by that point. So they're just clearly just, uh, you know, just trying to cast, cast a wide net at this point, get into, you know, guys that are regional, guys that are local, but also get out into the South, get out in the East Coast. Uh, you know, they're, they're obviously just, you know, again, just spreading their, uh, spreading their net pretty wide at this point. And one other recruiting thing, I want to get to Trey Galloway, but one other recruiting thing, Xavier Booker of Cathedral, we've talked about him so much in recent weeks as he's risen quickly in the national rankings and had all sorts of new scholarship offers come in. Yesterday I mentioned he was planning an official visit later this month, to I, an unofficial visit later this month to IU. He took a junior year official there a few months ago, but he got an offer yesterday from Gonzaga. So you talk about a wide net. My goodness, he's got offers from all coasts and all parts of the country now. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think we 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 we've talked about him for a while, and 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 obviously just the way that his uh, his recruitment is tracked. But I mean, I think really since, and not that I think this is the driving force or anything. It's more that this was already going there, and that's why he was ranked this high. But I mean, what once you saw him ranked top five, I think in in twenty four sevens rankings, you kind of knew that that that's where that's where people see him at this point. He's one of those elite guys. I mean, basically, like you you have to assume he's getting an offer from everyone. No one's going to say no. Uh, you know, I don't want Xavier Booker at this point. Basically, it's just he's going to have his pick. He's going to have his choice. Uh, I know USC, I think, offered as well. Um, so, you know, the West Coast is now awoken to the possibility of Xavier Booker. I think Oregon offered. Um, and so that that's already on top of just all of the, you know, East Coast blue bloods that have already offered. So basically, he can go wherever he wants. I, I think that's just really what it comes down to is, is you know, it, there's nobody who doesn't want Xavier Booker, and he gets to play where he wants to play. All right, Dustin, the big news yesterday from an IU basketball perspective was Trey Galloway. He had surgery to uh, repair, fix uh, something related to a groin injury that happened last season. So it doesn't sound like a major procedure at all. However, it is going to sideline him, according to reports, 10 to 12 weeks, which is important because Galloway came on at times for the Hoosiers and sowed some, I think, flashes of what he can contribute to to this team and this program. And we all know how important the offseason is, especially nowadays when it comes to strength and conditioning and uh, obviously just the the reps that he can put in by himself and in small groups and with the team. So uh, some unfortunate news for him. Obviously, he's not going to miss if everything goes well, practices or games, but it is going to affect, I would think, his development this offseason. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think, um, you know, there was certainly some hope that, all right, maybe – 
maybe this summer is when Trey Galloway becomes a shooter, and then I think I, it's hard to imagine him making those kind of leaps. I mean, maybe you know, maybe he takes the same shots and the ball just goes in, uh, but it's hard to imagine him uh, being able to put in some kind of um, really transformative work uh, this offseason. I think in, in spite of that, he's proven his value. I, mean, I think you know that there's something you're going to get out of Trey, what, Trey Galloway. If you put him on the floor, you're going to get energy, uh, and you're going to get a guy that, that really defends well, that attacks the basket, finishes, passes well, uh, but what you've been missing is a shooter. And so it, 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 if this was going to be one of the summers where he was going to add a skill, uh, you know, that makes it a lot more difficult when you're taking this much time um, out of you know, the, the time that you can spend in the gym. Um, so that's, that, that, I think, is difficult. Again, I, mean, I think Galloway, I think, is still a rotation player. I think he's still a really important piece for what they're going to have to do. Uh, but I think it's hard to imagine that, that he'll make some kind of leap where he's a 35% uh, three-point shooter next year. And a guy who hits thirty or something threes and you know wins a starting job because of his shooting, uh, you know he had a long way to go there, and, and he's going to have a lot less time to actually get there. Uh, but I, I think it's obviously a, you know it, it was something that he was talking about at the end is something that he missed time with. I remember Mike Woodson was asked about it. Uh, you know we we just knew it was lower body, and he said, "Well, it's a groin, and it's way up in there." So I don't know what that means exactly, um, but I, I could see how that would be a thing that would require surgery. Um, whatever exactly uh, you know it was that he was talking about, it didn't sound like it was pleasant. And it didn't seem like it was fun uh, for Trey Galloway to play basketball towards the end of the season because of what he was dealing with there and, and certainly it, just to get uh, 100% of what he does well um, you know, you want to have a uh, you know a healthy groin. Frankly, uh, you know, for for him to be able to you know to stay down in, in defense drills, and be able to get after people and be able to attack off the bounce, uh, you need those things. And so he needs uh, you know uh, at some point to be. You know, had that stuff physically corrected. So if it was, I imagine it was a scenario where he spent a lot of time, you know, working on it, working it out, and seeing if it was going to require the, the, you know, the surgery, and, and hoping it didn't, and must have reached a point that yeah, this is just is not going to get better without surgery. Dustin Dopirak of the Bloomington Herald Times, my guest. I was trying to think back when I saw the report of Trey's surgery yesterday. Did he didn't he injure his groin maybe in the Wisconsin game sometime in mid February, but then returned mm. for the Big Ten conference tournament games and obviously uh, the NCAA tournament games as well for the Hoosiers. Is that is that a right time frame there? Yes, yeah, no, I know we were talking about it with him. Um, he was a guy that we talked to a few times in the Big Ten tournament. Because uh, he might not have been available for the first game, and then he was available for the games after that. And I remember talking to him, uh, you know, how was the groin, basically what it was like to work through it, did it cost you anything, you know, how were you able to get um, get going with it. Because I think he had, if I'm not mistaken, I think he had a really good, he had a really good second half against Michigan, or did he have just a really good game against Illinois? I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I mean, he was valuable. Uh, in the tournament, it was just basically, okay, how, how did this go for you? Uh, you know, what was it like for you to, to kind of summon that um, in those games? So I think that was that was pretty much the timeline, and, you know, he was out for a while, and it was sort of like, oh, well, it might be a day, it might be a couple games or whatever, and the next thing you know, it was, you know, several uh, that, that that thing was just sort of lingering for, and that's, that's what I recall. So I don't remember exactly how many games it was, but I know it was a bunch. And, Dustin, as we think about Trey Galloway healthy, returning for practices and games next season, uh, based on what we saw from him, at times consistently and other times it was flashes here and there, I think we have to expect him to be a key part of the rotation for this IU team next season. No, 100%. I, I think he's obviously got to go in. 
Um, you know, knowing at least where you start, I, I think that's, that's sort of a big piece is, again, you, you know, he can defend wings. Uh, you know, you can trust him out there. Um, you know, I, I think there are guys who can, you know, surpass him. Uh, I think, you know, Jalen Huchifino is obviously a major talent that I think that, uh, you know, can be, while he's certainly going to be, I think, a backup point guard as Avery Johnson, you can also play alongside him at the two. Uh, and that takes up some potential minutes for Galloway. And obviously if Tamar Bates makes a leap that I think he's capable of making, uh, you know, it might be harder for Galloway to get a starting job, but you know, I, I think that you know he's a guy that can give you energy and defense off the bench, or or, or you could start with that if those guys either if, if either Hutchinson is not as ready as I would expect him to be, um, or if Tamar Bates doesn't make the leap that I would expect him to make, uh, you know there there is a potential starting role there. I mean, especially if one of those two makes it and you could trust one of those two guys to shoot, um, then you know and, and you don't need him to shoot three point shots if you can if if you can get away with just having a really good defender at the other wing spot, um, then you know he has a chance of being a starter. I think, and, and it certainly I think there was discussions about that he did start a couple games uh, this year. So I mean, I, you. You've seen enough of Trey Galloway to know that he's going to matter. Uh, basically, that, he, that he's not a guy that's going to descend to the lower, you know, regions of the bench. I mean, he's he's a guy that's going to be a piece of whatever they do. Uh, he's going to get a lot of minutes. He's, he's proven um, that you can trust him out there. Uh, again, just being able to defend people, I think, is really really big. Being a six four six five guy um, that can defend multiple multiple positions, um, keep guys from breaking them down off the bounce, keep guys from getting free for jump shots. Um, you know, certainly he just he just does a lot of really good things. So he's 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 going to be a part of the discussion no matter what. Again, it, you know, I think you're better off if he's not starting. If one of those guys like Bates or Shafino are both, uh, you know, make leaps so that they're you know playing at the, the, the that you're you know getting wings that are scoring at an all Big Ten caliber level. You're not necessarily getting the points from Galloway at the same level, um, but you're going to get the defense. You're going to get the energy, and that matters. And so a guy like that just doesn't get uh, you know just doesn't he, he might come off the bench, but he's not going to be a guy that's stuck there. We're talking IU basketball with Dustin Dopirak. He covers the Hoosiers beat for the Bloomington Herald Times. And Dustin, one other topic we, we've talked a lot about in the offseason is the schedule for next year. Mike Woodson really has made good on his promise from his very first press conference as the IU coach that he wanted some time to build into a schedule uh, that fans might like more than year one for him, and that's happening with Kansas and a rumored Arizona game and some New York City games as well at Madison Square Garden. So things really coming together schedule-wise for this next season. But it's clear Mike Woodson really wants to play UofL. He talked about it at Huber's. And then I saw yesterday new Louisville coach Kenny Payne. He had a Q&A with season ticket holders at the Yum Center in downtown Louisville. And he was very open with fans that Mike Woodson's calling. He says, we got to play now. He doesn't want to put it off. And uh, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but I told Mike, I've got five guys back from last year. Give us some time to build here. So Mike Woodson is really pushing for that uh, IU Louisville game. I'm curious if he's got the same fire or push with Coach Cal for the return of an IU UK game, even if it's at a neutral Site. Yeah, and no, I mean, he talked about that. He talked about Kentucky and Hubers as well. Um, so I, it's an interesting move on Woodson's part to tell Kenny Payne he's got to pay this, play this game now when Payne <laughs> is doing the same thing that, that, that Mike was doing a year ago. Like, man, let me find out who I even have. Like, no, I'm not. You know, I mean, if I was Kenny Payne, I'd, I'd tell Mike, like, no, I'm not playing you this year. Like, I have no idea. You guys might beat us by 30. I'm not trying to do that right now. Um, and, like, if, if Mike was going to pull that move last year, then Kenny Payne gets to pull that move this year. So I think that's kind of rough. Uh, I, I give him credit for it, for trying. You know, get Louisville on the schedule, and, and it'll at least help your uh, it'll help your RPI some, even if they're bad. Um, you know, you get something out of that, I think. Um, but, 
it's kind of taking advantage of your you know of your buddy when he was in the same position you were a year ago. So that's that's a little interesting. But I, he's obviously going to push for Kentucky. But Louisville is going to happen, and I, and I imagine Payne will probably hold out for a year and say like, man, you know, come on, give me a break. Um, but Kentucky, I think will they'll be interesting again. I mean, um, it seems like Woodson is open to doing whatever has to happen to make it happen. Um, because I mean, he was very. He talked about that, about the Kentucky game a lot. Not only when he met with us with the media, because it's a two part thing at Huber. I mean, like he he'll uh, you know they get maybe ten minutes or so of media questions, and then they go into the big room at Huber. Obviously, you're 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 there. You know what it is. Um, but you know he obviously gets to to speak, and he answers questions for fans. Um, and coaches always maybe try to you know maybe forget that we're there, and so you know we we still show up and watch the speeches to see if he says anything newsworthy within those. Um, and but he he looked at Scott Dolson. He was like, we we, we want to get this done because we get a lot of people in that room really want to see an Indiana Kentucky game. Um, and he but he did seem open. He, he was pretty clear that Calipari wanted no part whatsoever uh, of going to Bloomington. Um, he still maintains that basically that's something that, that um, he's said since the, you know, series ended following the, the, you know, the 2011 watch shot game uh, that he didn't want to go back to Bloomington and Cal Perry is apparently still holding on. It's 10 years later now and he still doesn't want to go back to Bloomington. So, uh, but Woodson seems to be open to the idea of bringing it back of, of an Indianapolis Louisville situation or something like that. Um, so, you know, where it would go exactly what, you know, or, or if it would just be an indie, uh, it seems like something Mike Woodson would be open to. Obviously, Woodson being an indie guy, um, I, I think opens that up maybe a little bit more. Um, but he, he, it's a game that he really thinks should happen, and he seems to be willing to acquiesce uh, if, if Calipari demands that it be played somewhere other than Bloomington and Lexington. All right, Dustin Dopirak with the Bloomington Herald Times. My guest, Dustin, as always, thanks for joining us on Wednesday. Great stuff in the off season. Unfortunately, we've got a long off season still to go, but uh, glad to know you'll be with us through that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks so much, Matt. All right, Dustin Dopirak with us here on this Wednesday edition of the program. We'll head to a commercial break. When we come back, Larry Owens, the new Jeffersonville Athletic Director, uh, returning home is Coach Owens. He's basically always He's been a Jeffersonville native, but most recently the Bellman baseball coach. He's coming back to lead athletics at Jeffersonville High School. We'll talk with him about his new position and more after this on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Wednesday program. Larry Owens, the new athletic director at Jeffersonville High School. He received approval from the Greater Clark School Board last night. And Coach Owens is with us right now for his first appearance on the Hoosier Report. First off, Coach, congratulations on the new position. And I don't know that you've ever strayed too far from Jeffersonville and the community, but uh, officially, welcome back to Southern Indiana Sports. Well, thank you. I, I greatly appreciate it, Matt. I'm excited to to be back, so to speak, um, 
you know, being in and out of town for, for years after getting out of college and then, uh, but being back full time since 2004, um, you know, I, I've been here, but, uh, it is, it's, uh, it's good to be back at Jeffersonville. All right. I'm, I'm curious, coach, a, a program, a baseball program specifically at Jeff, uh, where you were such a star and spent so many good years that really propelled, uh, not just a college career for you, but a professional career, both as a player and a coach to come back now and lead all athletics at your alma mater. What's that feeling like? What was it like last night when you were approved by the school board, knowing that you've got a chance to help student athletes now, just as you were assisted when you were at Jeffersonville high school? I think it's great. I mean, and you know, over the years, you know, you grow a lot. And I think I'm as, as prepared as I could possibly be, you know, to do that based on, you know, my background. Um, you know, I was just talking to a friend just a bit ago. I mean, it's, it's about, you know, being able to, I mean, communication is such a big key to coaching and, and that's essentially, that's a, a part of what I'll be doing or coaching or mentoring or being a sounding board for coaches. And so hopefully my experience, you know, in, uh, in baseball and athletics in general, um, you know, can help that. I'm, I'm really excited. And, and I've already, you know, I've already had an opportunity to sit down and, and meet with a lot of our coaches and uh, it's been, it's been great. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Coach Owens, the new athletic director at Jeffersonville with us here on this Wednesday program. Coach, I want to talk more about Jeff athletics in a moment, but you had so many good years in the sport of baseball. Most recently, the head coach of Bellarmine, a lot of success there. You left with a lot of marks, personal and team uh, successes, and obviously were a part of the transition from Division Two to Division One baseball. But before that, a lot of years at Division One schools, major or minor league baseball coaching opportunities. Can you just kind of? And I know we could spend probably an entire show on your background, but can you take us through some of the great stops and experiences that you've had in sports, specifically baseball, over the years? Yeah, well, I mean, it began here when I played for for Coach Don Poole, um, and that was what he gave me was he gave me the vision and and uh, the idea that you could, you can make a career out of this. You know, there's, there's opportunities to play beyond high school, which I knew nothing of. So, you know, I'll be forever grateful to him for, for letting me understand and see that and realize that was a possibility. And so then it just opened the doors. I would not be here. I would not be doing what I'm doing if it wasn't, you know, for him. So, um, yep. Coached in high school for two years, then spent some years in junior college, two years in junior college, nine years of division one baseball, some stops at Memphis. That was my most recent stop. Um, um, before getting into professional baseball at the University of Louisville with Lelo Prado. I was at Southwest Missouri State with Keith Gutton. I mean, and you just pick and choose, or you kind of take little bits and pieces of what you think might work, what you like, and you, and you shun maybe what you don't like that, that isn't part of what you, you, you think will, will fly. And you just kind of, kind of form your own way you're going to deal or deal with people and your philosophy, if you will. But um, High school for two years, junior college for two years, Division One baseball for nine, and then I was in professional baseball for nine years. Um, the, the, one of the neatest stops was with the San Diego Surf Dogs, where Ricky Henderson was a player for us. He played his last year of professional baseball in 05 with the San Diego Surf Dogs, and we ended up winning the Golden League. Kerry Kennedy was our manager. So that was a great opportunity. Learned a lot from TK. Um, then it got me a scouting job with the Boston Red Sox. I had an area, I had a four-state area here and lived here in 2006, and then that got me back on the field uh, with the White Sox. I spent seven years with the White Sox and, and got to be around a bunch of great people, a bunch of guys I grew up watching. I mean, you know, Buddy Bell was my boss. So, I mean, I was like, this is, this is something else. This is, a, this is pretty neat. And learned a lot from everybody that I was around. And then most recent, you know, spent nine years at Bellarmine, 
and uh, had a great time over there. Uh, a lot of great kids. Uh, we accomplished a lot of great things, and I'll forever be grateful for that opportunity. You know, Coach Owens, outside of the success you had at Bellarmine, uh, you, you were never far away from Southern Indiana baseball. You would be at so many games, I know, as often as you possibly could, uh, trying to recruit locals, whether it be someone from Jeff to go to Bellarmine or someone from another area school. So, again, your your focus, your job was with Bellarmine or at times outside of the area in different locations, but you've always had that connection to Jeff and to Southern Indiana. As you built the Bellarmine program, you did so with some local players. Take us through your Bellarmine years as well. Well, we started out as a – we spent uh, the nine years I was there, seven were as a NCAA Division II school in the GLVC. Uh, first year was rough, made improvements every year. Um, we eventually went to – we went, went to our first regional in 17 and backed it up in 18, and that was the second time they had ever gone to back-to-back regionals in that sport. And then we made, we, we were first to, to go to three NCAA regionals in a row, and we were on the verge of going to our fourth in 2020 until COVID hit. Um, then we made the transition, and the transition's tough. Um, I'll be very candid and open. I thought I did the right thing, but I also think I did the wrong thing uh, by by uh, keeping kids through the transition. You know, a lot of instances you kind of part ways with some kids and try and find, you know, that so-called mid-major Division One player with that ability. And I, I, I chose not to do that. And so I think for the for the past couple of years, we, you know, we you can see the results of that in our record and our overall record. But I still think that was the right thing to do by people. And I think it's a process. I think they're going to get it done once they get the stadium over there built uh, for baseball and softball. It's going to be amazing, and it's uh, have a really good chance to, to do some really great things in the ASUN. New Jeffersonville Athletic Director Larry Owens, my guest. Coach, let, let's get back to Jeff and, and the Red Devils. Uh, the Jeff athletic tradition is still strong, but obviously the world is changing. High school sports is changing. Uh, you seem someone, and I've heard others say this since you're hiring, that not only has the sports background to come in and lead the coaches and lead the teams at Jeffersonville High School, but maybe to reconnect some with the community and the businesses in the community as well. Uh, as you meet with coaches, and athletes and organized for the upcoming school year, uh, which will be here quickly after this summer, I'm assuming you you plan to be out in the community and utilize those connections you've established over the years as well. 100%. I mean, everybody, every, and I'm here and I hear hear the same thing. Everybody wants things the way they used to be. And I think, you know, I don't know how possible it is for it to be exactly like it was years ago, but it can be better. And we have a community that's hungry to support, you know, Jeff High Athletics and, uh, you bet I will be out in the community and I will find out, you know, you know we're going to sell, we're, I'm going to try and sell a boatload of season tickets and get a lot of uh, support from our community and our, our businesses and our alumni. Um, you know, I, I think it kind of starts from, you know, this has to become a place that our elementary school, our middle school students want to attend and want to be a part of. And we're losing some of those folks uh, over the, over the past 10, 12 years. We need to keep them here. This has to, we have a product, so to speak, our, our student athletes, our athletic department, our coaches, and, you know, we have to be someone, someone wants to support. People love to support. I've told the, told a few of the people that I've had a chance to talk to so far, they love to support winners and they love good people. So, um, they do not support losers or social misfits. So we have to, <laughs> we have to do our part and, uh, from, uh, coaching staff and athletic department, student athletes, you know, we have to do our part, and that's where I think I can help because I've seen it done at a lot of levels, and I've seen what a lot of successful people do, um, how they can, how they conduct themselves, how they go about their business, how they work, and so 
Uh, those are some things hopefully we can instill and, and make aware to our student athletes and our coaching staff and, and our community that, you know, we want them back. Great stuff from Larry Owens. He's the new Jeffersonville High School Athletic Director. You know, being in college sports most recently, in many ways, you're not just coaching the games and the practices and doing the recruiting. Uh, you're almost directing the baseball program. There's a lot of business operations there. There's sponsorships. There's other engagements that come with uh, any Division One or really any college-level job uh, in the world of sports. So in some ways, uh, not only have you worked with and for assistant ADs and athletic directors at different schools along the way you've had to lead your own program and so you take that college experience now to the high school level no doubt I'm, I, I'm very fortunate that I also am familiar with I mean I'm familiar with the community familiar with the area but I also know a lot of the ADs in the area as well I've already reached I've already talked I've already met some new ADs but I know Jeff Sequoia at Floyd Central uh, Jeff Callahan at Bedford North Lawrence uh, a former teammate of mine who's not an athletic director, but a former teammate of mine just retired, uh, Chris McIntyre, head baseball coach at New Albany. Um, great friend of mine, and like I said, former high school teammate. We both graduated from Jeffersonville. Um, so th- there's a, not to mention all of the former teachers and, and, and uh, administrators in town. I mean, it's, there, there's, I have a lot of people I can lean on, and a lot of people um, are very willing to help. So it, it's going to take all of us. It's not just going to be, you know, me and a, and a few other people sitting in the office you know, figuring out how to how to you know get things done. It's going to be our community. We're going to need them. Larry Owens, new Jeff AD, joining us here on this Wednesday program. Coach, I know there's a lot of work to be done here in the off season. Uh, I guess technically the off season now. High school football next on tap for you. But as you take over this office and as you kind of uh, develop goals and procedures and how you're going to take things forward, what are, what are some immediate things this summer you're going to do here as school is out uh, between now and later in July and early August? Well, the one the, one of the first things. Um, was I wanted to meet all the coaches and, and get a feel for what their what their wants and their needs are and anything that needs to be addressed or fixed and I want to want to get that on my on my plate. Um, I next want to get out and see people in the community, see our business owners, see our leaders, um, what we can do to help each other, um, reach out to our alums, what we what, how how they can be uh, involved. I, I want to. I'm in the process. I need to set a date, but we're going to have an athletic. Um, Kind of an athletic uh, department golf scramble this fall. Um, shooting for late September, but I have to set the date. It's all going to depend on availability of the golf course. But uh, that's one of the first things that we want to do. And then we have some other things uh, lined up. There's still some more planning that needs to be done before we uh, we undress that. But um, it's going to be it, everything's going to revolve around everything needs to revolve around of our community and our community being involved in our athletic department and coming out and supporting our student athletes because they need it. They need you. Larry Owens, Jeffersonville Athletic Director. Coach Owens, it's been great to follow you and really to get you know, to know you over the years. Thanks for taking some time to join us today and uh, look forward to future visits and conversations as you take over the reins uh, for the Red Devils. Yes, I'd love to come back anytime. I, anytime you want me back, I'll come back, and I really appreciate what you do for Southern Indiana High School Athletics. I appreciate that. Larry Owens, uh, excited to see him take over the Jeffersonville program. He was approved last night uh, by the Greater Clark School Board and uh, somebody that enters that position with a lot of experience and uh, more so a lot of connections in the Jeffersonville community. going to be fun to see what he can do. Uh, for the Red Devils. That wraps up our Wednesday program. Thank you so much for being with us. 
If you miss us, check out the podcast available wherever you listen to podcasts. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, and you'll find us there. Back with you Thursday, new Floyd Central coach Greg Walters joins our Thursday show in addition to Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.